Assalamualaikum and hello everyone. Welcome to episode 7 of the Shaida Effect podcast. This month is the month of Ramadan and I hope all of you are having a good one so far. So recently I've been reminiscing my Umrah journey and you know I can't help thinking how I missed the journey and somehow I remembered Alia, one of my friends who also went for Umrah and I reached out for her and initially she wanted to talk about um, women related issues but I guess there are things that can be merged along the way. Um, so let's welcome Alia. Hi Alia. Hi. Hello everyone. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh sure sure. Okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum. My name is Anika Marina. I'm 23 this year. Uh, currently studying in UKM and I'm barely coping but I've been getting myself um I can say indulged in short story writing recently which is like a hobby of mine that just resurfaced so it helps um thank you so much for having me Shaida I'm so glad to be here no problem it, it's been a while actually oh I noticed that you're starting to write short stories now yeah yes I do I write some Okay, I'm going to have to read them later. Okay, sure. Um, Maybe. But you can also buy one of them. Huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can also... This is random, but uh, self-promoting. I'm doing a little bit of self-promoting. You can also uh, buy the new magazine of Tunas Cheaper and the DVP. Yeah, there's a short story of mine there. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely going to get myself a copy of it. <laughs> okay, so... Um, For warm-ups, I think uh, maybe we can discuss about what is Umrah actually for our uh, non-Muslim listeners. Um, you know, what is what exactly is Umrah? You know, what is its significance? Um, why is it so significant to us Muslims? Alright, so basically Umrah is also known as pilgrimage, which is a religious journey to Mecca. It also means visiting a populated place in Arabic. So it's It's considered as a short version of Hajila and mm. in an Umrah trip, the two main rituals that should be performed are Tawaf, which is circling the Kaabah seven times, and mm. also Sa'in, which is basically a walk to Safa and Marwah, which is also done seven times. So, um, in the way I see it, there are two significances of it on a surface level in general. Like one is self-cleansing. Mm. When we make it there to Mecca and we are accepted as the guests of Allah Taala. So it would be a humbling journey for us to come there and ask for his forgiveness. Um, another significance of it is that I see it as a step closer to gain the love of Allah Allah and to love Allah and our deen even more. So it's not just one way. I mean, I, I have this, heard this misconception that um, any act of worshipping is like uh, expecting to gain his love. But actually, I think Allah has loved us more than we ever known. So. Uh, our act of friendship is actually for us to love him back, to love him even more. So, uh, by this act of worshiping, it's hope that we can love and cherish him and our religion even more in the process. Because we will start to plan this journey ahead for years, and when we reach there, and when we reach there, uh, we witness the place where great prophets, including Rasulullah had his battle with Mecca. And not forget to mention the story of Hajar and other prophets. These people walk on that land. Those mm. incredible stories happen there. So, I believe it's like a way to increase our iman. Mm. And that's it. I think that's amazing that you've said that um, Allah has always, you know, loved His creations, and it's a means of uh, when we go for Umrah, right? It's like a way for us to love Him back. Um, Because and it's also because that um, the prophets have walked those land right uh, in Medina and also uh, in Mecca, and it's amazing that that you mentioned that. So um, when you did your Umrah, right? Um, when was it actually? Like, is there a specific? Uh, you know, when people do Umrah, is there a specific um, time period? Like, is it only, for example, in April only, or? Or can people go all year round? Yeah, unlike Haji, uh, Umrah can be performed all year round because Haji has uh, rest restricted uh, periods of month. 
uh, that you have to follow. But uh, for Umrah, we actually perform our Umrah in 2019 on the 14th of January. I was there for 10 days. So mm. we went back to Malaysia uh, on the 24th of January. And I went there with my family, Alhamdulillah. Oh. With your family, with your close family? Lah. Yes, uh, our parents and our siblings. I see. So, uh, so Umrah is generally around two weeks like that, right? Ten days. Yeah, around two, around two weeks. Uh-huh. Ten mm-hmm. days. So, um, you went with your family. Um, how did you plan the journey? Or is it just your parents who planned it? Did you have to go for like, you know, what kind of preparations did you make? So I think different preparation for different people. Uh, when you mentioned uh, my parents, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean my dad who planned this umrah for us by registering under Tabung Haji must have had lots more preparation to do compared to me, mm-hmm. financially and all. And surely you have to do some health checkups, filling in this form and that form. But if you are asking me on the other aspects besides the rules and registrations, mm-hmm. I would encourage one to do. Uh, three things maybe as preparation for the Umrah. Um, first is do sufficient homework regarding Umrah. And mm-hmm. I don't mean this by just uh, about the do and don'ts, mm-hmm. like the sah and asah, but the historical stories within it. Like, why are we doing it? As So as for me, I jot down notes in a specific notebook and brought it along with me through my Umrah journey. Oh, One is because cool. I'm paranoid because oh. I was like, what if I miss a crucial step that should be done? So oh. then this whole rush will be wasted. <laughs> I'm sorry, not like that. So second, because I like to remind myself the significance of it. You could, you could also add in like two hours that you find online that is uh, recommend, recommendable recommendable <laughs> to recite during your Umrah journey. So like that's a plus lah. Mm-hmm. And while you are there, you could also update your little notebook. So it could be like, uh, a traveler, I would say. Oh. Of course, you don't have to have a whole physical book. Like even your notes app in your phone could do juga. So, mm. yeah, I did those too. And oh, the first one, right? <laughs> the second one is I would say, uh, clear your heart. I mean, your niat should be in the place lah, in the right place. I mean, you can ask yourself, like, do you know why you are going on the journey? Because if you don't think it through, you might end up there and thinking. Like, um, oh, I could be doing my assignments right now, you know? Or mm-hmm. words, you might lose your focus there very easily. That's like, right. I will give an example of what I mean by this with the story of uh, my parents' friend. Mm-hmm. She went there to perform her umrah tau, but mm-hmm. instead of probably doing her umrah, she instead lost track of times and been shopping for days, buying the pretty dresses, jubah oh, no. and all. And when her trip ended, on her way back, she was like, wait, why have I just done? I mean, she did the basic uh, rituals of uh, Umrah, like um, Sa'i and Ta'wak, but mm-hmm. she didn't visit the historical places, she didn't participate in the bus trips, oh. uh, she, she didn't do kiams and all that, you know? So it's important to know that you are on your Umrah journey and not a shopping spree or mm. and not casual travelling or yada yada. And the last one I would say is maybe some exercise. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really that tiring, uh, but you're gonna do lots of walking, fast walking. Personally, I don't find it that physically challenging, lah, alhamdulillah, because mm. because it's nothing compared to Haji again. Mm-mm. And this is coming from me who is uh, physically unfit. So probably because I went there during the cold season too, so it wasn't that tiring. Mm. But still, I would encourage for people to familiarize themselves with some um, like exercises like weeks before your trip. Lah. So mm. those are the three preparations that I would recommend for one to do before their Umrah trip. I see. Thank you for your tips. It's actually very um, useful and I find myself not following <laughs> three of your tips at all when I was, um, when I was heading for Umrah. Uh, you're speaking for... Maybe Ma- you have... Hmm? Do you have different tips? Uh, no, I definitely would recommend your tips. <laughs> because, uh, uh, okay, uh, I think I would like to share a little bit juga of my uh, Umrah trip. Um, actually, um, I didn't know at all that I, that I was going to be doing Umrah. Uh, because my parents planned it. Um, not secretly lah. Um, well, okay, secretly lah juga. Like, they were planning it. Uh, on their own and they didn't even tell us tell their children about it and at that time I was still in Unimas scan 
uh, you know, I was just doing my assignment, blah blah blah, whatever. Can and then suddenly they they told me at the very last minute, maybe like, uh, I think, three uh, three weeks or something or one month prior oh, to the oh. trip, huh? So I was like, eh, what? We're going for Umrah, and I have no idea what to feel. Uh, honestly, I rasa macam I rasa macam kosong because I wasn't prepared. You know, macam. I didn't do my homework. I didn't know what to expect, and I was like, "Oh, Umrah," and then kan macam, uh, you know, kita bukan lah religious sangat pun kan. <laughs> so I don't know what to expect. I was like, uh, "I I don't think I'm ready." That's what I. That's what I've been feeling lah. Macam, I wasn't ready for this at all. Macam, me going for Umrah, you know. But then, macam, I macam berbelah bagi juga lah because I feel like, you know. I feel bad juga sebab kan macam people are excited to go kan macam it's an opportunity yang susah nak dapat kan uh, so and then my mom said like this is like um, you're chosen for this trip you know you should be grateful somehow kan so I was like okay so I prepare um, prepare lah macam biasa kan I didn't even go for the kursus sebab masa tu kat Unimas kan I think uh, I took the flight to KL and then a few days Terus pergi uh, Umrah. Wow. Um, wow. Macam tu. So macam like, I didn't even have like um, I didn't even get to reflect properly on the journey except masa flights flights ke sana lah. But Alhamdulillah like it was I Alhamdulillah like it was a very spiritual journey jugalah for me masa kat sana. Alhamdulillah. I mean it wasn't your fault kan kalau macam tu. I mean uh, yeah. Uh, I the way I see it, I think it's like uh, rezeki datang tak sangka, contoh uh, like uh, unexpected, contoh. So you, you don't have time to react, and and that's fine. I think that's fine. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's that's from a good perspective, juga lah. Yeah, macam because I I kept feeling macam oh that was bad of me not to feel excited about it. Sebab tak tahu lah. Maybe no, um... no, 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 no. I, I definitely <laughs> didn't think like uh, it was bad of you, couple. I, I think everyone has their own experience, can and you know, especially uh, going to a foreign country, we would have that mixed feelings, knowing that it's a huge thing, can for a Muslim. Mm-hmm. So of course, we will feel like this responsibility for us to perform well yeah. during our uh, umrah. So uh, I, I can understand that. Mm. And then the exercise part, can I'm just grateful that in Unimas it's so big. <laughs> We've been walking around kan So I feel like okay I'm prepared in that sense lah <laughs> So macam kat sana Masa buat yang uh, Putawaf dengan sa'i tu Okay Alhamdulillah Not bad Okay <laughs> Okay so um, Moving on to the next question Um, Did you have any expectations Before flying to Saudi Arabia? Like, okay well Um Related to your response, that you can weeks before going there, I was actually terrified. Now, I uh, used to read the magazine Mustika. Is it Mustika or Mustika? Mustika. Do you remember that? Ha, Mustika. When I was much younger. Oh yeah. It okay. <laughs> filled with stories of people being punished for their sins in Mecca. Oh, so knowing myself and my own sins, I was like, man, what if I'm gonna get my own kiparah too? Like. I also heard lots of pantang larang by other people to watch our tongue to think twice before you say anything. So mm. I also felt like a part of me don't deserve to be a guest of Allah. Like mm. why me out of all people? You know, I didn't think I was like welcome. And there's a story of people going there but they become temporarily blind as in they can't see the Kaabah at all even though it's in front of them. So during my whole flight, I was like, what if I couldn't see it? I was actually panicking about but alhamdulillah I did see it in front of my eyes so you know possible to, to Allah to perlu <laughs> I can um turns out not everyone who lives in Mecca is a good person mm. like that should be a common sense but I naively thought otherwise you know I mean even in Mecca there are thieves liars and creepy dudes you know and even disrespectful Ustazah so I'm just saying that even though the place is holy it doesn't Uh, ensure that you would become holy when you live there. I see. I, you know, your stories on um, the bad, bad stories regarding experiences during Umrah and Hajj is totally betul. Like, you know, I used to read that. 
<laughs> I used to read them too and I felt like oh my god mastika like, ah mastika macam like you know people buat umrah haji kan and then yeah I've read those stories juga and ah macam I did have those thoughts juga lah macam yeah what if like I'm being punished there like you know I don't want to have that kind of experience hmm. kan macam I did think of that juga lah um but then before macam I think dekat airport kot my cousin ah uh, she went to Umrah already lah and then she, I was, yeah, I was like, macam, macam, apa, panic jugalah, macam, you know, like, I didn't know what to expect and then she said like, don't worry about it and then she said, you will feel so, 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 like, um, amazed. I don't know, I can't find the right word for it tapi macam, akan ada satu ras ni lah when you see the Kaabah, when the first time you see the Kaabah, some people even cried when they first saw it and, I don't know what it is, but somehow her words make me feel excited to to see oh. the Kaaba. Macam, you know, I can't wait when to go down there and and see it, you know. And you know what? The feeling that I have exactly matches her words, though. Macam kan, um, Kaaba tu kan dekat bawah kan? Like you have to turun tangga kan? Uh, usually I just listen to people's stories macam like it's not it's not flat like you have to go down kan I I cannot imagine tau actually sebenarnya benda tu but rupanya oh. ah kan <laughs> I I macam eh kenapa nak kena turun bawah like kenapa tak flat you know so <laughs> kan and and then bila dah rasa benda tu oh rupanya like you know dia macam melengkung ke bawah kan so bila I turun turun and then nampak kat bawah tu kan I was like ya Allah ya Allah subhanallah macam macam, I don't know, the, that feeling macam, wow, I'm finally, I'm finally seeing it, you know, I've been praying my whole life towards this Kaabah kan, and I'm here, macam, ah, macam tu lah. It's a different feeling bila, like, when we, when we pray kan, and we see, uh, we see the Kaabah on the prayer mat, on the prayer mat je tau. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's a totally different feeling when we see it right in front of our eyes and not mm-hmm. uh, below us, like in the picture, in the form of picture anymore. Mm-hmm. Like not in front of the TV screen, things like that. So yeah, it's very surreal, I would say. It was very surreal and macam magical pun you juga. Do you notice the aura? Macam aura? The vibe, the vibe. The vibe. I don't know, it feels... Macam exaggerate pula kan, nak kata magical but it was exactly how I felt lah in Medina dengan Mekah. Macam there's this vibe yang macam so pleasant. I feel that lah. Hmm. I think people kena experience it baru orang tahu kot. Macam kalau kita, I think orang yang pernah pergi je tahu rasa dia macam mana. Kan? And then, um, do you, okay we've, we've talked about expectations. Um, did you perhaps have any doubts? before leaving for you know for umrah apart uh, from any doubt um uh those those two lah those two that i've mentioned those two are the things <laughs> i mean i've been doubting myself lah for the whole trip uh, so and then um, oh, one of them is that like can i mention like uh before going there i was terrified i have uh, self-doubts and then turns out uh, it turns all right but then the second one is that uh, i thought the people there are all right but turns out not all of them are all right so yeah mm. Mm. so um benda yang cakap tadi lupa pula dah macam hmm like ah uh, like you said lah macam um doesn't mean that um the people kat situ semua baik-baik kan because humans kan perhaps uh, kan orang cakap ha tadi you mention uh, dalam buku mastika kan macam ada you know people yang experience uh, temporary blindness lah you know they've gotten their, their kifarah there kan um, but I I am sure mesti you ada experience a, challenge, a challenging kind of experience pasal you do umrah kan Oh, of course, of course. Okay. <laughs> so, so um, if you don't mind, um, what was your challenging experience masa you buat Umrah? Challenging experience, uh, does it regard to like other people yang other bad people or? Uh, whichever you uh, are comfortable to share with us. Alright, uh, I think I can share about um, the good people that turns out not 
very good people though. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so um, I think uh, you are familiar with uh, yeah, thieves. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I mention thieves, I I don't. I mean, of course, they are like in Malaysia. We are used to people uh, stealing sleeper, je kan, dekat mm-hmm. surau. But <laughs> the thieves in in Mekah, what I mean is that um, um, my dad, uh, he actually bought like a pack of chocolates, now uh-huh. a pack of chocolates, just like normal chocolates, but uh, the price was way up, like. Uh, very very pricey, but my dad was like, "Oh, maybe it's Makkah thing, you know." <laughs> oh. So he just bought them all, and then uh, not after uh, quite some time later, we found the exact same chocolate with a different seller, uh-huh. and much 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 cheaper. Like uh, the range difference is uh, really wide, lah. So I would say like, hmm. So that's the first thing that we experienced, you know, um, getting getting cheated on. Um, I wouldn't say they are thieves, lah, but still, uh, it, it's a it's a bad feeling to to be experienced, and then uh, second one. Um, oh, oh yeah, I think those are categorized under liars, coaches, but the idol, and then they're also a uh, creepy, creepy dude style. I, I don't know if I experienced this, but then most most of the sellers are actually very respectful. But then there's uh there are a couple of them, mm-hmm. and like when uh we were. Uh, shopping when we were buying things, and then like for uh, like for apa tu, for our friends to go, uh-huh. and then uh, you know, uh, it's it's kind of makes me really uncomfortable how people, how the guys thought that me and three of my siblings mm-hmm. and my mom are the wives of my dad. You know, oh, they thought so. That's actually makes me really comfortable. They would ask like, are they all your wives? Right, so. And then uh, my dad would say, uh, "No, no, doctors." And then uh, they would say, "Oh, so it means I have a chance then." And what and then the uh, my dad, yeah. So then my dad was uh, pointed to my younger sister and told uh, and told him she would uh, she's fifteen, uh, uh, like to show that they are underage, you know. Mm-mm. So and, but then surprisingly, the guy said even better, what and the he heck? showed the thumbs up. And oh then my, my dad was already cursing in BM, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He didn't give a care that we are in Mecca anymore. <laughs> and then, so that that was creepy. I thought um, his experience. And then there were also uh, disrespectful usazahto. And what I mean by that is that um, there are usazahs mm-hmm. who live there, but uh, they are from Asian country. I wouldn't want to mention which Asian country. Let's say an Asian country. And then uh, they were supposed to assist us, females, mm-hmm. women, uh, to the rauda, you know, the place where Rasulullah SAW used to pray mm-hmm. for Qiyam. And then um, to enter there, we have to wait a long queue, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, while waiting, this Ustazah cannot keep her chill, you know. <laughs> they keep on uh, gossiping about the uh, the sisters who work there, you know, the Arabic sisters who work there, uh-huh. uh, in the Tia Embuka and all. Mm-hmm. They were. Uh, uh, gossiping about them, they were bad mouthing about them the the whole time. We we were waiting, we, like us, the Muslims kind of mm-hmm. were just waiting patiently, like no no big deal, you know. But then they were the one who was who were very impatient. I don't know for what. <laughs> They're so triggered for what. I don't know. So and then that uh, that really made me uncomfortable too. I mean, we are Muslims, right? And mm-hmm. they were living there for God knows how long. So ah, scary. <laughs> They should yeah, be. That's about it. Oh, so they were complaining about those sisters who are um, uh, holding the line. Yeah. They the ones they that are ushering, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They want they want to enter. They want to do their job uh, like really quick, lah. Mm. So mm. they they were very impatient. Mm. I I've actually had similar experience with uh you know you've had experience with chocolate, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. mine was like perfume, I think. We, oh. we we were um we want to buy perfume because uh you know in the masjid kan the carpet smells so nice right like mm-hmm. they put this perfume uh, I think they call it rauda perfume or something um, oh, I'm not okay. sure but uh we 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 were trying to find the same kind of perfume lah and yeah we had to go to like shops because each uh apa shop after shop after shop kan mesti lain lain dapat. Um, <laughs> perfume dia Like you know There's this one shop Dia bagi lotion Kat kita orang Instead of like Actual perfume <laughs> And I was like 
Masa dekat hotel tu buka kan Eh why is this sticky And it turns out it's um, body lotion I'm like mm, okay Right Right guys Thanks for lying but <laughs> And then in the end we just bought dekat um, Proper shopping mall kan Yeah The perfume lah So macam yes So I got my perfume lah So macam bila pakai tu macam ah teringat <laughs> Oh, wow. I, I, I didn't stumble on on that perfume pun. Uh, just ada jumpa sejadah je, sejadah rauda. Oh, sejadah rauda. Very, ha. very pretty. Kan. And then challenge, I think, yeah, I think memang tak boleh lari lah challenge dengan um, people. I think Alhamdulillah lah, so far our experience masa umrah pun tak adalah kot yang, you know, macam... I was, yeah, macam expecting something terrible tapi teruknya macam why am I expecting something like that? <laughs> <laughs> tapi macam just challenges dengan people je Tapi surprisingly, bukan dengan mm-hmm. orang Arab tau, dengan orang Asian. Oh, okay. <laughs> macam like, you know the hotel yang kita, um, tu kan mestilah ada Asian people juga kan. I was so angry sebab kan macam five Um, macam mana, like the five daily prayers tu kita orang nak solat dekat uh, masjid tau. Mm-hmm. So, kita orang selalu tak dapat makan sebab dia orang dah habiskan makanan. Oh, uh, oh my god. Jap, ni, ni uh, the other Muslims ke in your field trip? Eh, field trip pula dah. Umrah <laughs> <laughs> trip. <laughs> uh, like the, the other one, uh, like the ones uh, with your, under your package juga ke? Haa. Uh-uh. Like going on the same bus trip macam tu lah. Haa, uh-uh, haa. Uh-uh. Oh, ha. that's that's very inconsiderate. Yeah, but then I feel like I was so angry. I don't know why I was so angry at that time. Maybe sebab lapar kot. So macam, hmm. and, then, and then somehow kita orang just bought our own food je lah kan. You know, um, hmm. biar je lah diorang nak makan. But I was so angry lah. I remember uh, feeling so angry sebab kita lapar. Balik nak makan, tengok dah habis. So macam, hmm. Hmm, ha, macam tu lah kot challenges dia. And then I noticed The thoughts part tu memang betul lah. Macam apa benda yang kita cakap tu, apa percakapan yang kita semua memang kena betul-betul jaga. Because I notice benda tu memang jadi. Sebab um, masa solat kan, when I was praying, um, time tu kan COVID dah nak, de- dah you know, starting juga kan. Tapi time tu uh-huh. it's still okay kat situ kan. Uh, I was just thinking kat belakang, uh, behind me there was someone coughing tau and i remember thinking oh my god like this person was coughing like uh, you know i was thinking i was just thinking something like that lah and then she didn't stop coughing you know <laughs> she didn't stop coughing and somehow like it disturbs me the whole prayer praying session so i was like oh my god i definitely need to guard my thoughts because those things do materialize Mm. Wait, did you guys have to wear a mask already at that time? No, we we didn't. Oh, okay, mm. So, um, we were talking about Rauda just now, right? Um, mm-hmm. so how's your experience, uh, with Rauda? Did you get to enter it? Well, we did, we did, but it was very, very bad. Like, uh, it it was it wasn't as uh it wasn't the most comfortable. Praying prayer that uh, I have performed uh, because um, I mean the uh, and then uh, the Indonesians lady there mm-hmm. there are uh, there uh, there is a group of Malaysian lady with mm-hmm. her students and they were very very helpful though they help us to like create a line instead of okay, everyone was like praying everywhere though oh. <laughs> you could like wake up in someone someone else a garment though actually <laughs> from Suju and you'll be like oh my god it's okay. <laughs> So it, it's uh, you have to be careful lah, uh, and then your head could be bashed with uh, other people's legs. So you have to be really careful. And then uh, this Indonesian lady, teacher mm-hmm. lah, with her students, um, they are really respectful and really considerate that they help to build like a line. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not like the uh, the assistants yang kerja sana kapal, but they they are Muslims too like us. And then so they help us to build like a proper line down. They mm-hmm. guide us. They become like. The one who you here, you here, and you know. So uh, it helps actually to have one who conduct the prayer. So we have a proper line, and alhamdulillah lah. And you know, even though it was uh, very uncomfortable, but then um, the moment when uh, you uh, sujud, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I uh, did my sujud, you know, uh, when I uh, 
apa tu nak nak apa doa lah yang berdoa dalam sujud tu dalam hati tu waktu tu memang tak rasa tak rasa comfortable dah rasa tu macam dia pergi rasa tu macam okay it's just between me and God right now like between the sujud kan you mm-hmm. uh, uh, with your head on on the prayer mat or with uh, on the apa on the raudah mat kan you dah macam tak, tak fikir dah pasal all those noises they disappear tau I, I didn't want to sound to, to make it sound like macam she's a fantasy ke apa but, it, but it's, it's actually well. yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. So like it's just between me and God at that time. So and I just uh, it's like a flashback down my whole life. It like like came right into my eyes. Which I go But that's how I felt. Like which I'm okay. This is my chance to ask for anything. So go like, what do I actually want to ask? This is where Rasulullah used to pray. What do I actually want to ask? You know. Uh, so yeah, your my mind get into that uh, headset lah. Uh. Mm, that's beautiful. I actually didn't think that I would even get to enter Rauda because you know how hard it is for ladies to get inside, kan? True, true. Mm, like, um, the guys got it. I think they have like a bigger space. Was it? Um, ke? I'm not too sure lah. Oh, but, I'm not sure. Uh, but um, I think the ladies, they have like the timings, kan? Macam only certain period of time and then only limited amount yang boleh masuk. So, I remember, I think it was a few days before kita orang akan pergi Mekah kot. Um, we were just waiting lah. Uh, just trying our luck lah kan. Just waiting. Uh, I was sleeping. <laughs> patutnya, <laughs> patutnya mengaji kan. <laughs> Teruk betul. Like, um, okay fine lah. I was like, um, mengaji a bit and then tidur sikit lah kan. <laughs> Because, because it was so early in the morning lah. Um, and then somehow I was like, okay, I was thinking macam, do, would we even get this opportunity to go into Rauda atau macam tu lah. And then tiba-tiba, um, pintu tu, kan we didn't even know where the door is kan. Uh, I, I I don't know lah, but um, tiba-tiba pintu yang dekat, uh, okay, macam nak cakap like we were, on the right side, pintu tu on the far left side, macam tu. Tiba-tiba dia terbuka. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Tiba-tiba like, these two, um, macam orang worker tu kot, dia buka pintu tu. And then like, uh, these ladies kan, menderu-deru masuk pintu tu. And I was so terpengar-pengar tau, macam, eh, kenapa? What's going on? Macam, dia semua menderu-deru. And then my mom, my mom pun macam, eh, eh, bangun-bangun ni. Apa nak masuk oh, rada ni? Okay. Uh, and I was like, so, I was like, you know, that character <laughs> dalam cerita <laughs> horror tu. Kau tengok ramai. I was like that character dalam horror movie tu yang macam almari nak timpa dia tu tapi dia tak gerak-gerak tu kan. Ah uh, that was me. Uh, I was like, "Eh, what's going on?" And then dia macam menderu-deru and then pintu tu dia nak tutup tau. And I was like, "Eh, betul ke? Alah sempat ke nak masuk ni macam sebab dia jauh tau." And then my mom was like, "Jom, jom cepat, cepat, cepat." You know. Like. And then and I was like, "Boleh pula macam terpinga-pinga kan nak masuk ke tak?" Macam And I was like, eh, masuk je lah kan. Sempat kot kan. And then dapat masuk before dia tutup pintu tu. Itulah. Ya, yeah, like dramatik gila. Tapi memang eh, sungguh benda tu jadi. And, and then bila masuk tu macam uh, ramai. Tapi somehow uh, macam orang tak berimpit-impit sangat. Because I, I kept praying macam, I remember I kept praying macam, tolonglah please lah jangan ada orang squeeze aku. Macam tu lah kan. Like, I don't want to get squeezed too much kan. But Alhamdulillah lah macam the macam the way for us to go to that part of Rauda kan macam tak orang tak macam hipih-hipih orang tak ada um, you know oh. squeezes too much lah macam there's okay. uh, and then you know there's like macam a waiting area kan before you can go inside there kan mm-hmm. uh, so um, kita orang duduk je dekat situ masa, masa tunggu orang lain sebab tak nak lah berpusu-pusu kan Mm-hmm. And then we just sat there until macam dah uh, tak ramai sangat orang baru kita orang ma- uh, masuk dekat Raudah tu. Like that part. Alhamdulillah lah it was it was something that I could never forget lah. Mm. And then time tu. Oh, I, feel like, huh? I feel like your experience sounds better lah than mine because uh, you said uh, tak ada banyak orang pimpin sangat kan. Uh-huh. And that sounds very apa convenient lah. Pray. Tapi, um, you know how they are. Macam, uh, I don't understand why they have to step on each other. Faham tak? Faham tak? 
Okay, betul. They're very aggressive. I feel like relax. Like you come in here to pray, kan? Like shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, kamu lah this philosophical side of me uh, pops up, kan? Macam, oh my god, humans. <laughs> I could have, <laughs> I could have feeling like why are uh, why are we all like this? That like, if if we are organized, everybody can pray in a in a peaceful manner, kan? Like mm-hmm. jam nak cepat cepat buat apa, you know? Memanglah tempat tu tutup cepat. But if you tolerate each other, kan, I think we all will get a chance to pray in there. Mm-hmm. So I think what lah. I mean, it's about adab tu, you know. Ah, adab. Like, yes, exactly. Uh, the adab. Praying in the place where Rasulullah Sallam used yes. to pray. And then you must like, uh, for you remember all of his adab, you know, you must mm. ap- hayati semua tu. So if you, hi- if you hayati, if you really hayati, you should apply that in your adab tu, you know, we yeah, are yeah. Muslims. Yeah, exactly. I find it so. Yes, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Time to macam <laughs> ni macam kita dalam tempat Rasulullah. Kod, um, where's your adab? You know, I kept thinking that macam you know, I feel so ashamed of of you know myself and the people there. Macam why are we like this? We're Muslims. We're supposed to um, have supposedly have good akhlak, kan? Why are we behaving like this? Depan Rasulullah pula tu, you know. Uh, <laughs> And then they were like trying to reach out to his makam, kan? Mm-hmm. Uh, so macam... Oh, you, you get to visit his makam ke? Tak. <laughs> I pun tak. Uh, sebab ramai sangat. So macam... Yeah, I can only sit the jauh. Macam oh, sedihnya. Tengok dia jauh je. During my time, the place, the, the makam tu was like... um uh, Bukan lock. Dia macam tak uh, tak bagi visit waktu tu. I, oh. I don't know why. Uh. Oh... I think um masa I visit the um it's open cuma I didn't get to go that to that site oh, uh, because see, ramai see. sangat orang you know people were berpaut dekat tiang kot <laughs> it's like a sea of people you know like I was trying so hard not to get stepped on you know <laughs> it was funny jugaklah macam I can only look at the this the the ceiling like, i cannot even <laughs> i'm imagining right now eh? <laughs> it was so ramai like, and then yeah you also have to look dekat bawah juga sebab ada pula yang tengah bersujud lah <laughs> kan oh, so yeah to be careful what those adoi it's so funny lah tapi yeah Hmm. So, uh, and then, um, I think I managed to, macam, uh, explore the whole outside of the masjid, kan? And then kita boleh pray dekat apa? Uh, dekat luar masjid tu kan? Uh, apa nama? Macam mana ada makam Nabi tu kan? Kita boleh visit dari luar juga, kan? Uh-huh. I get to pray dekat situ lah. And then, oh. you know, uh, I. I've had this like overwhelming feeling masa tengah praying dekat situ. I don't know like, but everybody did. You know like dia orang semua macam menangis jugaklah. I don't know macam it's just a feeling that maybe sebab tu kau orang kata uh, Rasulullah tu macam connected to us. Kan? Even though kita ni tak ada lah macam baik mana kan tapi um somehow we are connected to him. Masuk kat sana. Serius, rasa macam... I don't know. I I feel like... I can feel Allah be mercy lah. I don't know how to... I don't know how to um say in words but... I can definitely feel his love and mercy upon me even though I am not such a good Muslim anyway. Can... Best lah, best. Bila bila uh, tak sempat nak apa lawat makam tu kan, mm-hmm. I feel like um, uh, it create tu juga lah apa, uh, it create and create a hope for us, mm-hmm. like, um, for for me juga macam like to go there one day, mm-hmm. like to go again and to actually uh, pay a proper visit tau, yeah. like uh, to his makam macam tu lah. Like I mean, the things that we didn't get to do, kan? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, does, it doesn't mean uh, like actually, actually, but flex mangat nak pergi lagi. Yeah, betul. I really want to go again, lah. I really want to go again. So, 
Um, so what are your like feelings and emotions during the Umrah trip? Like um, or do you have like a particular set of emotions when you are in Medina and in Mecca? Uh, I feel like uh, in general, like and mm-hmm. the, the whole thing, it was such a humbling journey, like I would say, and it helps me to reflect like the love that I have. Mm-hmm. Or the prophet and the sahabat tau mm-hmm. Like uh, there was this video kan That mm-hmm. I watched uh, before going there mm-hmm. A video of uh, Sheikh Hamza Yusuf lah Telling mm-hmm. the story of Laila Majnun tau The title is like True Love or something And then uh, he told uh, he told in the video How the guy mm-hmm. This guy named Kois Fell in love with Laila uh-huh. To the point to the point where When she was no longer there He visited the places she used to be And touches to Touch those walls, tau. Uh, the walls of the places, and people will be laughing at him, saying how obsessed he was with these walls. And Sheikh Hamza said that it's not the places; it was love for the one who is gone. And Sheikh relates this with the love for the prophet. Like we did, we we visited these places because he was there. Mm. He walked there, and that's a lingering thought that I had through my whole journey. I was like, this land that I walk on uh, used to be. The land that he walked on, you know, uh, all the places. Uh, those when when you read stories about the places, and you are like, oh, this happened, that happened. You know, you mm-hmm. uh, you become really nostalgic, lah, huh? Yeah. Even though you weren't there, you know. So, and then uh, you rem- uh, you remember why they uh, did all why they fight for all those battles, you know, against um macam macam buat lah kan for us, you know. And how uh, um, uh, how we uh, are able to get there now? How uh, like we wouldn't be there in Mecca uh, if it weren't for him who conquered the Mecca in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, yeah, it's it's really uh, nostalgic lah. <laughs> <laughs> and and also you know how uh, uh, like I mentioned just now how people were saying uh, watch out for this and that all the battle around can when you are in Mecca. But then, um, if you think about it, uh, everywhere is actually almost lands out. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, even if you are in space, you are still under his control on next power. So, so I, I feel like we are extra cautious in Mecca. But the moment we are out of there, does it mean that we can no longer give a care on our actions? Like, it's like Ramadan juga lah. Macam bring this holy mind kan. We be mm-hmm. like, you know, can't watch this in Ramadan. It's haram. Or like, you shouldn't be gossiping. It's Ramadan. Like, when those things have always been haram in the first place, you know. Yeah. So, I feel like, I wonder if, if I live in Mecca, would mm-hmm. I stop caring of my actions, my words, and how I manage my time there? Because I would feel, like, comfortable enough. Would I be, like, one of those people who I mentioned earlier yang macam, uh, tinggal dekat Mecca tapi <laughs> <laughs> macam perangai macam tu juga kan yeah, no. would I be like, would I end up like them if I live there so that's so scary thought to think that's so deep that's really deep though oh oh <laughs> <laughs> betul because um yeah like you kept thinking macam oh like you know Mecca is this um, land yang kita kena jaga-jaga our thoughts and all that and tapi yeah everywhere is his land you know macam everywhere is his space like what rights do we have untuk buat suka kita kan that is a very humbling thought lah I should really macam keep that in mind Um, so did, did you have like any unforgettable anecdotes during your umrah like uh, one one thing that you would never you know tak kisahlah uh, good or bad it's something simple ke hmm. <laughs> well uh, I have a couple but I will share one of them like and uh. and the, the, it was it wasn't during our time in Mekah or Marina it was actually during our flight trip to go back to Malaysia uh-huh. uh, on the way back home we experienced the most horrifying Turbulence, <gasps> the scariest I've ever had, and the machi, the machi machi be, uh, besides us were already reciting her shahada, you know, mm. slower and all. Like people were gasping with each shake, and I, I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like, oh, maybe this is it, you know. <laughs> 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 
dapur pemurah yang dia jadi season. And it, it, you know what I did? I actually during this uh, the time like this is like when you reflect, actually reflect things you have done. Mm-hmm. And I actually did the nazar. Like you see, I'm a simple slave. God and in that moment, I actually make a promise to God that if this plane landed safely to our destination, I would do this and that. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned it in my prayer lah. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear lah, um, to people uh listening to this uh podcast, uh, Nazar is not sunnah actually. It's not recommended actually because I've heard that if you want to do something, you should just do it. You don't have to have be reminded of near death experience to do the thing that you promised to God you would do. But I was terrified at the moment, so I did that. Uh, on the good side, is that the Nazar actually helped me to change for the better, even after the Umrah journey, because I promised to God that I would do this and that. So even after the Umrah ended, uh, I still have my promise intact now with God to do the extra step, extra measures, extra steps. So, so Alhamdulillah for that. Lah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> wow. But then, yeah, sebab the journey was quite long, kan? Yes, yes, it was. I'm, I'm actually glad that you all went through safely. If not, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I don't have you here. <laughs> oh, you will have this podcast now. <laughs> so, um, for the final question, um, post-umrah things? Oh. What do you feel? Like, post-umrah, like, um, yeah. You know, I I feel like we might have our own reflections. Maybe our after our after we did our umrah, can like did you feel um for me, can macam I feel like macam blanked out. I don't know. Macam ah, dia macam rasa baru balik daripada somewhere yang amazing. Ah, ah, jauh. And then kita macam feeling a bit displaced. That's for me lah. But what about you? Okay, um, remember about the notebook that I mentioned earlier? Like uh-huh. the one that I brought? Like, huh, I have a, a journal, a real journal again, actually. Uh-huh. So I transferred those uh, things that I wrote on that notebook to my journal. And as a reflection, like you said. And mm-hmm. to be frank, I, I would say that the Umrah has definitely transformed me into like a noble person now that I done my Umrah and now a completely new alia. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely no lah. I, I still sin daily in lots of ways. Even uh, the sins uh, like before my Umrah trip, there are some that I still uh, bring forward even though uh, I didn't want to. So uh, Umrah doesn't guarantee you to become a 100% uh, to become 100% better or even 1% actually, that's not uh, Umrah's job. Mm-hmm. But just like Ramadan, people still sin even after fasting the whole month. Can. But mm-hmm. I believe that what we seek in our effort is what we will get. Like if we seek for his forgiveness in the Umrah trip or Ramadan and we pursue it, mm-hmm. inshallah Allah will help us. Like he will make it easy on us. Like the same thing with wanting to become better, it won't be easy, but that's the sweetness of it, you know, like, mm, what's it called? Halawatul Iman. Mm. Everywhere we are can be a journey to cleanse ourselves. We, we don't have to wait for an Umrah trip to do purification, you know, even mm. though uh, even though an Umrah trip uh, works as a great booster for us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's uh, that's the purpose for a great booster, but in the end, the result is actually uh, up to us too, and Allah's mercy, definitely. That is such a beautiful reflection, definitely. Definitely, I think that's one misconception that we often had, you know. Um, the same with Ramadan, like, you know, when people go for Umrah, and um, some people have expectations when they when they got back from it like kita can transform you know from someone yang pakai tudung biasa-biasa je tiba-tiba pakai tudung labuh ke you know uh-huh. uh, we have the expectations for ourselves and other people yang tahu kita pergi umrah tu pun have expectations for ourselves macam you know sometimes they expect that our attitudes become better uh-huh. um can but you're right macam uh, umrah or ramadan is not the one yang you know, responsible for our changes. Kita actually, okay, it doesn't matter if we go for Umrah ke, Ramadan ke, like, the effort lies within us and if we ask for Allah, um, you know, if we sincerely want to do it, I think Allah will definitely help. 
Yeah, inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you so much, Alia, for your input today. It's it's so amazing. I've really enjoyed having you on um, our podcast today. You have been such an amazing person today, Alia. Thank you. It was very enjoying for me too to have uh, a very enjoyable for me too to have this conversation with you, and I'm very glad to have this podcast with you. Thank you. So, um, would you like to say anything before we end today's episode? Um, I I just want to say that uh, I pray for every one of us who wish to be a guest of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala make it easy for us, uh, especially those who have never set a foot there yet. It doesn't mean that Allah uh, rejects uh, our our du'as or anything like that. It's just um, as the as the famous saying like an in internet say. In the internet, <laughs> we have been seeing, we have heard people saying, "Can like it's not, it's not." Uh, Allah knows the right time. Allah is the best planner. Maybe like post kind of COVID, can yeah. <laughs> Allah knows when. And even if those who have visited, like uh, Shaida and I, uh, let's pray for Allah to make it easier for us to come back a second time, uh, even with even better yet, even more prepared, and come back to our our original hometown with the. Uh, Become actually, if become uh, becoming a better uh, Muslim lah. I mean, I mean, inshallah. Okay, with that, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, feel free to like, uh, subscribe if you like. Uh, you know, listening to this podcast, and if you have any comments, you can drop it down below. So with that, thank you very much. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.